When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I'm talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed worldwide, according to Indeed data. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million monthly unique visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Hack It Out. Just go to Indeed.com slash Hack It Out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Hack It Out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right, guys, Mark Crossfield here with Lou Stagner and Scott Fawcett, the Hack It Out Golf Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us as always. We're going to be talking today about Ricky Fowler and his possible motivations, stroke, win rates to what people maybe perceive of Ricky Fowler's um, win rates and possibly his motivation. Um, and I think we've got some comments quoted from some famous golfers that I will let Lou speak to us uh, or talk to us about in a second. Hello, Scott and Lou. Are we ready for this? Is that a bus I just saw going past? What was that? Sorry, no. Lou, God, what have you got for <laughs> What have you got for me, Lou? We're talking Ricky Fowler and you found some, there was some tweet, Twitter heat going off today, I think there was. Yeah, it started yesterday. So yesterday. Uh, Brian, I didn't read the article, um, but Brian Wacker, he tweeted something out and his tweet said, even Ricky Fowler is getting frustrated with Ricky Fowler, who is in danger of missing the Masters for the first time since 2010. And after he tweeted that, uh, Sir Nick, Sir Nick Faldo, yeah, um, he retweeted it and said, good news is if he misses the Masters, he can shoot another six commercials that week. Ooh. And that is, yeah, that's the tweet. <laughs> I give it is pretty funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Yeah. It's definitely very funny. So yeah, uh, that, it is. that got a little bit of heat. And, and so there's been a few things since then. And, you know, Nick, uh, Sir Nick, um, he, he retweeted or he tweeted something Don't out. Pander. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sir Nick. I don't, why is he a sir? I don't understand that. He's been knighted. Yeah, great. That's mm -hmm. good for him. That shouldn't, I don't know. I, I totally agree. I couldn't call him Sir Nick, even if I had to. I just, it just feels, and I'm no disrespect, like good luck to you, but I mean, can I, I call had a doctor at my home course correct me one time when I called him Mr. Chester because that's Dr. Chester. And I was like, Roger that. Yeah. <laughs> that is slightly different though, because is it? We're, we're, you it need is to be because, corrected. No, the reason it's different is because well, he earned it. You well well, Sir Nick or earn his knighthood as well. But the question with the knighthood is do you believe in the monarchy? Do you believe what they stand for? That's the question. You're not debating if that guy's a doctor or not. He is. He's True. got his letters and he's a doctor. So it's it's actually quite different. Sir Nick, the debate is about well. A knighthood comes from the royal family. The royal family, well, I'm I'm not going to go down that road because I'm going to alienate <laughs> audiences. But, you know, I'm a UK guy. And in the UK, the royal family, my generation and younger, sorry. 
you stole, you pillaged. Like we don't need you anymore, do really? we? Really? That's oh, interesting. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? That what? They bring tourists, possibly, but they would even. All right, let, anyway, let's, uh, let's yeah. go back. Yeah. We're gonna get, Mark, Mark, you're going to get in trouble. You're not going to be able to leave your house. Hang on, the posters are that, That'll be my knighthood. Hang on, let me just go and check. Go uh, so, so the, uh, Nick uh, caught a lot of backlash for this, and then after a lot of the, uh, the the backlash started to come his way, he tweeted out a picture of three masters books um, from the years he won. And, and said, okay, sports fans, out of my own curiosity, what would you rather have, a boatload of cash or your name in three green books? And, and he did that, I think, in response to a lot of people saying Ricky's made a whole lot more money than you over his career. And, and, and that seems like that was his response to that. So that's kind of updated uh, where we are. He tweeted one other item about it, uh, Faldo. Uh, and said it's my weird way of motivating him. So you know, Sir Nick may have just been you know being busting balls. You know, yeah, it may have been just you know friendly, some friendly ribbing with Ricky. So who knows what's going on there? I don't know, Mark. What do you think? I I don't know what to think. Um, I I don't I don't know the context of that tweet and how they relate. Like I would tweet to you or Scott in a much different way to how I would tweet to someone I've never met. I know you're going to be able to hear my sarcasm in a tweet because you kind of know me a bit more now. Do you know what I mean? Sure. When we tweeted and talked about, oh, Scott's played Augusta, like he knows I'm joking. We're just jealous. Do you know what I mean? But if you said that to someone you didn't know, they would be like, well, what's his problem? You know, so that's where I don't know it, the context of it, really. I, um, I, I do think if Who's we're going to talk about... Career? What, between Ricky and... Yeah, between Ricky and Nick, who's had the better career. Major-wise, Faldo... No, I don't think... Wins. I mean, that's not even what we're really questioning. I don't All think right. there's any question Faldo has the better career. I mean, he's got more wins. He has a higher win rate percentage, especially if you tack in Europe. He has six majors. Like, that's really not what's debatable. I mean, the reason... When I chimed in today, what I said was... Scott, just, you didn't chime in on Twitter, did you? I might have. I might have. <laughs> but I'm getting better. I didn't quote tweet anyone. I just, here's my thoughts. I didn't quote tweet. I just said, Ari, Ricky, and Nikki. And my thoughts on it is, I just, I'm sick of, again, this is where I would hold this against Faldo. It is an appeal to authority. Dude, you did win six majors. Like, that's unbelievable like that is literally unbelievable he stole my shoes at the 1999 us open i won't hold that against him Fawcett and faldo our lockers are right next to each other i'm not gonna really? hold against him but i was a mini tour oh. hooters tour guy i needed those shoes dick yeah <laughs> <laughs> that said um when you look at just the numbers pga tour numbers because no offense to europe i'm gonna discount that especially back in the day when oh, Nick was playing. Hey, 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 hey. Um, there we go. Hey. Gonna, you you offended the queen. No, I didn't. <laughs> so anyways, I off? Faldo has 306 starts on the PGA tour with nine wins. That is a 2.9% win rate. Ricky Fowler has 261 starts and five wins. That is a 1.9% win rate. Colin Morikawa in 41 starts has four wins. That's a 10% win rate. And then the last one, just to kind of throw in there for perspective of just longevity, Dustin Johnson has 280 starts and 24 wins, which is eight and a half percent. I always wow. say to anyone, 
10% is just unsustainable. And I've been saying this for a little while on Colin. Colin, if you can maintain 10%, it's going to be yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, I mean, again, here's the guy that won last week in the WGC. I, I, it's not going to happen, I don't think. And if he does, it's just a sign that the guy is obviously unbelievable. But the most important thing is like, you know, it's easy to, to make fun of, not make fun of Brooks Kepka, but be like, well, Brooks, you've got six wins, I think, on tour and four of them are majors. Well, that's actually just about the exact same ratio as Faldo. Yeah, but not including the European tour. Obviously, you're not discarding the European a tour, but whole part over there. of his career. That, yeah, but how many did he win? But over? again, but Faldo has 306 starts on the PGA Tour. That is, you know, 12, you know, 10 to 15 complete seasons of starts. And it's easy to say, like, well, his win rate suffered in the last those last 10 years. He only played, shoot, the last 15 years, just eyeballing it quickly, he played about 30 times. That just doesn't doesn't change his, his win rate materially at all. And that's going all the way back to like the mid, you know, late 90s. Yeah. You know, Faldo essentially was the the 90s Brooks Kepka. Before history is written, Bobby Orr, behind the net, the Orr. it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Again. (laughs) Again, I do. Wowzers. (laughs) That's true. You're discarding a whole tour, a tour that whips your butts and the Ryder Cup every other Not year. Not back then they didn't. <laughs> Not back then they didn't. He's competing against Woosnam, Alazabal, um, Seve, and That's other like arguing players. Nicholas compared, competed against Palmer and Watson. Wow, That's cool. And who else? Something, and I. <laughs> uh, I like it. Contentions. So I what didn't do you think th- that would be a contentious point. Clearly, no, the European not. Tour was inferior to the PGA Tour back in the day. It still is. Oh, well, oh, oh. I this is a different it. pod. We should do a pod on that because it's actually an interesting debate in itself there, actually. Well, I can't wait to see the counterpoints. Well, I don't think I've got any. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I can see there's going to be a whole well, lot. Of, I'm going to need to see the it, math on that one. Yeah, it'll all be based on emotional myths. So yeah. that's what normally right. happens in golf, isn't it? So I should fit in quite well there. So what do you think of the context of the statements that are being said? Like, do you think he's 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 regretting what he said and then he's diffusing it with his later um quotes or is faldo are they actually um um you know do you think he's actually really trying to have a go or not like what do you think what's the I have a hard time it all? picturing ricky faldo ricky faldo ricky fowler <laughs> nick faldo being great buddies to where that was just some harmless ribbing that you, he's probably walking it back a little bit. It does seem like Feldo's kind of a dry sense of humor guy. He is. He is. Yeah. So I can certainly see it. And like I say, I'll even give him credit. Like I love Ricky Fowler. I'll give Faldo credit. That's a pretty good zinger because Ricky is a pretty poster boy of commercial goods. And the thing this word is like, isn't the point, Lou, do you go to work to make money or to be the best data scientist you've ever been? <laughs> money's in there somewhere. Cool sure. Cool yeah, I mean, so Ricky's made $100 million, I'd have to assume. No, for, well, I can tell you career tour earnings. I, I, I did a quick back of the napkin 
And Ricky adjusted for inflation, it's about 47 million. And this is just uh, on golf, uh, golf course earnings, doesn't count anything off course, but Ricky's at 47 and Faldo is at about 27 adjusted for inflation a quick ricky fowler endorsements earning throws him 9.1 you know obviously who knows what that's based on i would be stunned if he hasn't made almost as much off the course as he has on the course oh he's and, made more off surely he's to answer your and question i hope he has i hope he has he deserves to no. yeah to oh, answer dude. your question mark it, you know was was faldo intentionally being and mean nasty whatever you want to i don't i don't think so now no, if this was johnny miller that made the comment johnny you used to roast guys every week you know he'd be he'd be just tearing into somebody so uh, but nick doesn't strike me as that kind of a person so i i think it was probably all in in good natured fun so if we look at the article then or we think think about the tweet the, the initial tweet that sparked it off how does that reflect and mold public opinion um you know i know what public opinion of ricky will be it will be one generally of disappointment which seems a shame for a a player who's fantastic uh what do you think the the ramifications of that are from the the public perception of those kind of comments stroke articles yeah i think the public the general public gets it they're so far off with this um it's very challenging to win uh, on the PGA tour. And, and it's even more so now with the depth of fields compared to what it used to be. And, you know, what did you say his win rate is 1.9%? Yeah. 1.9. That's got it. pretty solid. I think that was what wasn't Freddie around 2% in his career. I mean, it's pretty solid with where, where Ricky is and could it, could he have won a few more times? Yeah, sure. He could have, but it's just not how it goes sometimes. And it, it has nothing to do with him. He's, he's not, prone to giving things away or he he's not he doesn't have this he's not choking it's just sometimes there's some players that are going to uh, you know flip heads seven out of ten times and some are going to flip heads three out of ten times there's a lot of luck that goes into winning an event not only luck that you need to have go in your favor but you need other things to happen to other players and that timing needs to align and ricky's a he is a phenomenal player right? he's one of the best in the world he's having a little bit of a down year this year but so many players have had off years in the past or lulls in their career. And, you know, this is no different. Fred Couples has 15 wins in 619 starts, 2.4%. Colin Montgomery, just to go ahead and bag on Europe a tad more, he has zero <laughs> wins in 142 career PGA Tour starts. Is that I mean, Colin Montgomery who won seven or eight Order of Merits in Europe in a row? That's right. That, it's that, just that further Montgomery. evidence how much worse the European tour was yeah. than American. Is, is that Colin Minor. Montgomery? Is that Colin Montgomery? I think who has maybe is it? Has he got the most Ryder Cup points of any player or something like that? I he does. Know. He's he really be, good at golf. Is it, he was a, Colin he Montgomery. Was, Colin was a solid, he was a solid minor league player. He was, he could have made, he could have probably, he pretty could have probably kept his card on the, uh, the Nike tour back then. This is uh, derailing uh, fast. Okay. You two. I'm we're, trying, we're trying to make up for, so you know, everyone knows we're just joking a little I, bit here. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like Colin. I've always been a fan. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Ricky's win rate of 1.9, how does that how does that fare against the average win rate of the average player? I mean, the average player, maybe it, their win rate is It's, zero, it's less than 1%. It? Everybody yeah. wins less than 1%. I mean, yeah. so, so he's a very good player regardless yeah, of very good count player. the major. So are, is it fair to say that he is unlucky for want of a better terms that he hasn't won the infamous major with a win rate of 1.9, which is far higher than the average win rate. I, I think majors are completely overrated as far as wins go. They're complete, in my opinion, they're, they're so overrated and, and we give far too much credit to majors. They're extremely important. You just can't use them as the, this is what makes you the greatest player ever, or this is the most important metric. And again, that's, partially on tiger and everyone for saying how important they are, but it's just really, it's, it is a little bit of variance. What week did you happen to play good on? What, I mean, it's, it's, well, it's romantic. It, I mean, I understand why it's there. It is romantic to have these elusive events that you aspire to win. I totally understand. And I, I agree with both of what you're saying. Cause it is, if you start just break, like if I just, I've written down here, 3%, 1.9, 1% and 8% for Nick, Ricky, Colin and DJ. So basically DJ's the best 8%. Next best is Nick 3%. Next base is 1.9. It's Ricky at the people I've got down here. And Colin Molokawa, I can never say his name right. Um, 10%, sorry. Sorry, he's 10%. I missed the zero off there. Sorry, Colin. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Colin's the best. DJ's the second best at the moment. Nick's the third best. And Ricky's the fourth best. So if you look at the numbers only, I get where you're coming from. Like, I get, you know, it seems it's it's where the... The roulette lands, isn't it? If their 1.9 happens to land the week that the majors are on. But I understand why it's also beautiful and amazing and mythical to have these majors as well. I mean, they are dramatic, aren't they? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No, Lou, you're pulling a face there, Lou. Don't pull, yeah, you can't pull I faces mean, on podcasts, bro. Uh, you have to speak. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I was the face was meh in case yeah. those of you scoring at home. I'm over here, honestly. What I'm honestly looking at right now I grew up with Harrison Frazier. He's one year older than me. He played golf here, high school golf in Dallas. I played, you know, golf in Dallas growing up. He has 400 and he's so good. It's unbelievable. He, you know, it's just very rare to get your card and then essentially never lose it until you retire, which he basically did. I don't know that he lost it for, it looks like a good 12 or 13 straight years here. He had one win in 406 starts, and technically that came in 2011 on his last start on a major medical. He played in Memphis and was literally retiring the next week. He was done, and he wins. That shows you how much the emotion of just setting it down like, I'm just kind of on a victory lap here. Just a little bit of a, you know, I'm done, and I'm kind of excited for it. Pressure off, and the dude wins for the first time ever. It's so hard to win on tour. It's ridiculous. It's so hard to win specifically on one of four given weeks. I just, 
Justin Rose has a, a win rate of 2.8%. I just took a quick look. 2.8%. And he's a phenomenal player. And it's it's a little bit higher than Ricky. And all Ricky needed was one or two of those events where he was in it to to have some things go his way, either with, with breaks for him um, or with bad breaks for other players. And, and he would have two more wins. Um, is 2.8 over 1.9 a small margin? Surely that's a massive margin. No, it's a, it, it is a big margin. But just to give you perspective, that somebody like Justin yeah. Rose, Justin Rose was not a 5% win rate guy. Right? No, he's English, isn't he, Justin Rose? Uh, he is. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> is. <laughs> the Cup star from that rubbish tour he started probably, didn't it? That one in, in Europe, that really poor tour. The minor guys... leagues, yeah, the minor <laughs> leagues. Here you go. I got one for you. I got oh, here one. we go. Here we go. The 10th all-time leading money winner on the PGA Tour, which obviously gets skews because of current dollars, whatever, is Matt Kuchar with $51.7 million. He has nine wins in a 474 starts, which is 1.9%. It is just a broken record. Everyone you think is great at golf basically wins about 2 or 3% of their starts. If you have 30 starts a year a win a year is roughly 3%. If you get somebody who wins every year on tour, you'd be like, damn, that guy's pretty good at golf. That's amazing. <laughs> That's re- That does really put it into perspective. So if all the greats, like the people that we hold on the pedestals are winning around what you're saying there, 1% at a time, did you say? Yeah. Two, 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 two or 3% is a, is a great all-time Yeah, so 1.9 for Cooch makes him get up there into the much better player bracket, which we know he is. He makes Ryder Cups. He's there. He's a name that we all know of. Um, You've just got to get your 1.9 at the right time, which is out of their control, arguably. But then you've got people like Tiger who will say they're going to try and peak their games for the majors. Is it comments like that that's really clouding it up? I just don't know that that... Or does he believe he does do that? I I think he believes he does do that, but there's a very strong relationship between the total number of wins you have and the number of majors you're going to have. And and that just makes sense. A better player is going to win a lot more. So Tiger, he's at 82 wins. He's a phenomenal player. Best of all time. And of that huge chunk of wins that he has some of them are just naturally going to be majors what's his win rate what's his win rate do we know it who's that tiger tiger 82 wins with i don't know 300 ish it's like around 25 percent scott get on it i'm on it i'm on it i'm on it sorry what were you saying two is my guess unfortunately tiger's car crash is destroying my google search abilities real quick hold on here we go So, Lou, you're saying basically if you've got someone with a high win rate, there's a good chance they're going to have a high number of majors, basically. Uh, If you have someone that wins a a lot, they're they're going to win a bunch of majors. It's just how it is. You are going to (laughs) you're going to win about the say the the number of majors is going to be very uh, proportional to the total number of wins that you have. And you know, there's guys like um, you know Sneed, right? He was a huge underperformer in the majors when people say he wasn't a great player he should have won way more majors than he did what does he have eight seven or eight i I forget exactly what it is um seven or eight that's it how how could you not win more majors i mean you won 82 times plus all those other events we don't count why didn't you have more like he won at a much less rate 
um, than what he should have, given how many tour events that he won. I see what you mean. And, so he was an outlier of someone who won a lot, but happened and to Jack, not be. Jack won a no, few more than he should have, given how many tour wins he had. You and need to get off Seattle. that soapbox with Jack, Lou. Oh, Jack, he's... he's uh, <laughs> All right, here we go. Number three, all-time PGA Tour money. I won't bother with the wins because it'll get confusing. Furyk, third on the all-time money list. Win rate, 2.7%. Number two, all-time money list. Phil Mickelson, 6.9%. Number one, Tiger Woods, 223 Yeah, there you go. His win rate is 22.3%. triple, yes, 22.3% win rate. Wow, it's yeah. triple Mickelson's. I mean, so, so there's no, there's, I mean, it, it's incredible. It, the pattern it's is incredible. just there, isn't it? Yeah. So, Ricky, Ricky is unlucky, Tiger is just monumentally good. Um, <laughs> I have a, I have an interesting Scott is saying, Scott is saying that Nick is lucky. Are you saying that, Scott? I'm saying he had his six wins majors on the PGA with a free tour, it was, six... it was convenient. That he Six has... majors with a 3% win rate. Ricky's had no majors with a 1.9. So you're pretty much saying... That's pretty convenient. I want you to tweet tonight. Or Nick Faldo is a luck box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See how that Jack goes Jack Nicholas, down. 584 starts, 73 wins. That's 12.5%. Wow. Brilliant. I like that. That's I mean, really it's incredible. Inter- yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Re- why these conversations don't happen in the real golf media world? I, I mean, it's... I have a question for you, Mark. How many wins do you think Tiger would have had if he played the European tour exclusively? No, oh, that's a good question. Well, it's such an in-depth tour, you know, talent and top. What are you laughing at? <laughs> he would have won probably 400 times. Yeah, I'll give it up. <laughs> <laughs> does the PGA to does the PGA? You Americans, it's always got to be bigger, isn't it? It's always bigger and louder, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. We left. We sailed across the ocean for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, Lou. Just drop that little bombshell in my lap. There, I was yeah. quite enjoying my little chat this evening. <laughs> so there you go. Ricky is unlucky. I reckon Faldo's comments are in jest. I'm not sure about the article, but I do think articles like that do f- fuel a little bit of um, public perception of a player that often comes across as maybe a little unfair. I Hopefully our conversation today is one that makes you understand that it is maybe Ricky is just a really great player and you could argue he is unlucky. His 1.9 win rate didn't include 1.5 majors, if you can win 1.5 majors. Um, it, you know, it, I think he's a good player that has just not quite done it. Is that a fair assumption, you two, from the numbers we've thrown out today? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. He's a he's a great player. He's a phenomenal player, and uh, he's one of the, one of the best over the last twenty years. He's a he's a could he have a few more wins? Sure, um, but there's some players that have more wins that that uh, you know than Ricky does that could have less. Um, 
And there's a lot of luck that goes into winning. And if you really dissect and pull back, you know, I can go back and, uh, you know, there's been, I, I forget, I looked at this around majors and there's been a number of majors where um, there's maybe two or three majors where Ricky had a uh, strokes gain total in the major where it would have won like 90% of the majors that were played, but he just happened to play really well in a major that week when somebody played better, way better than him, yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little bit better than him. And so the, the timing uh, in 90% of the majors that were played, um, he would have won that year, but he just happened to play really well in a year when somebody played just a little bit better than him. And, and so that's the kind of thing that you need to win majors is, is you need to play as well as he did in two or three of those majors and have somebody else not play that well. Like when, you know, when you could, you could, it's like going out and, and breaking the world record for the hundred meter dash, but having Usain Bolt, you know, right next to you and, and he beats you by a step. Um, you just beat the world all-time world record, but you came in second place. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and so he did that a few times. Yeah, or the other thing to do, which is stand out from these numbers, is you have a win rate of twenty two point three percent, which is what Tiger did. He just he cut through, he cut through the noise, didn't he? By basically just going, no, 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 I'm not going to be one point nine and oh one's a major or three percent like Nick and maybe get six. I'm just going to win twenty two percent of the times I tee it up, which which means, is just well, insane. I mean, four of them every year is a major. How many tournaments is that every year? Is he playing like eleven or fifteen tournaments every year? He's winning twenty two percent of the time. There's going to be majors in there, isn't there? I mean, it's just it's amazing, just incredible. Such a better way of looking at it, and I think Ricky does get a hard rap sometimes and I'm not saying that the article or Fado did that maybe the article a little bit and I also think um holding it against someone that they're very marketable in our game where it's hard to find the marketable um personalities I think is such a shame we should celebrate people like Ricky because that kind of marketing value if you actually break it down is worth a lot of money to our sport it's his kind of cool image that might actually start to transcend outside of our stale, very safe golf image. So I actually look at someone like Ricky and I actually love the fact that he's earning lots of money off the course because I just see those kind of endorsements as things that maybe could spread the word of golf to a few more people. I would say I'm over here because I've always talked about, I always say that, you know, this isn't tennis. If In tennis, if I'm better than you, I'm going to beat you. And I've never bothered because I always just talk about like win rates and matches. And I'd never actually just bothered searching for like, what is Rafa Nadal's win rate in tournaments? Nadal has 86 wins and 286 starts for 30%. Federer has 103 wins and 362 starts for 28%. And Jokovic has 82 wins and 258 starts for 32%. If your name isn't... I'm assuming a lot of their tournaments are overlapping. If your name isn't Jokovic, Nadal, or Federer, they account for 90% of yeah. their wins. Yeah. Like, I know. It's I know. incredible. What was what was Nadal's? Did you say what was his percent? Nadal's percentage. He was 103. Oh, Nadal was 86 of 286. Again, this is just Wikipedia career statistics, so I have no idea if it's right. 86 out of 286 for 30%. Wow. Federer yeah, is I got yeah 28 and Novak 32. That's so interesting, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah. I never would have thought you take those three guys, and again, yes, they weren't. It, they probably don't perfectly overlap because of injury and everything, but basically, those three dudes are winning 90 percent of the time. If 
they're in the yeah. event. And what's really interesting with those three players as well is they're European, which is interesting as well, isn't it? Because y'all are done <laughs> wasting your time on golf, obviously. <laughs> I had to win. I had the European had the win. I, I bet your I bet your your soccer statistics are pretty damn good too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, sure. because the the fourth person in that bit would be Andrew Murray as well, and he's from Scotland. So, oh, that is awkward. You'll get a decent tennis player soon, guys. If you we just don't want to. <laughs> you know, I know we've talked about this in the past too, but the other thing that. Um, You'll see the the list of of people that have won majors and how important it is and how great it is and these amazing past champions with multiple multiple wins in the majors and you go back to those early years and those people are on the list like old Tom young Tom they're on the list and you look back at those early years of these majors and and they weren't majors you know in the first so open championship twelve people there were eight players so I'm gonna go through the first handful there was eight players this is the first year in 1860 eight players then there were 18 then eight then 14 then 16 then 12 then 16 then 14 and I, and it was like that for for years where there's hardly anybody that played in these events and you know old Tom and young Tom I think they both have four majors apiece and for those that can't see me I'm doing air quotes because those aren't majors those shouldn't count in any way shape or form and even when you get into like the early years of you know the masters and the fields there were so you know weak and and even talking about wins on tour and byron nelson was you know phenomenal and and like the war years when byron couldn't he had some kind of medical exemption and i forget exactly what it was but when everybody was gone in world war ii him and um, what was the other guy? Uh, McSpadden. They called them the what the Gold Dust Twins or the Gold Dust Boys. Yeah, just Byron was just racking up wins because you know, like he's playing against high school kids. There's nobody mm. left to play. Everyone's gone, and he's just he's just chalking up wins. And people, oh, Byron was so great. Yeah, he was good player, but boy, he won a lot of wins against fields that had hardly any talent whatsoever. It's so interesting as well because the ideas around Ricky are going to be based on the history of these majors. These majors are, you know, it's the history of them. It's that you want your name on the claret jug from X amount of years back. But people are forming their opinions of Ricky on a good win weight over these kind of traditions that are built on some crazy facts. If you actually dial back like Lou obviously does every night, Scott, I don't know. I'm watching infinity war. What is he doing every, <laughs> I, I hope everyone that follows me on Twitter has made it this far into the conversation. I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I'm going to jump in with my last little thought here. So I posted yesterday a tweet and it works perfectly into this conversation where someone had talked about Cameron Champ's launch conditions aren't favorable for trying to drive number six at Bay Hill this week, which is probably true. You need to get it up a little bit higher. Um, the first time that I ever saw, I was, I, I was the volunteer assistant at Texas A&M for the two years while Cameron was there. And so, you know, he sat through my seminar twice. Like I, I kind of know how Cameron plays golf. He works with uh, Sean Foley. And the first time that I saw Cameron hit a ball in person, because I only work with players indoors, especially in college, was on the first tee of a practice round at the U.S. Open at Aaron Hills. And Sean Foley stand there and he says, have you seen him hit one in person yet? And I'm like, no. And he goes, he's going to blow it 30 past or 40 past Rory. And we're paired with Rory McIlroy in this practice round. And I'm like, whatever. And then Rory uncorks someone. And I look at Foley and Foley just nods his head like, wait. And yeah. the champ just hits it. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, watch. And I pasted it and it was 37 yards. It was incredible. 
And so I posted that on Twitter last night. And this one guy coaching with Roy, everyone doesn't like me on Twitter. That's fine. If you could see my side of the screen, you would understand it more. This guy coaching with Roy just posted a second ago, and he hasn't won. <laughs> and I'm like, this Todd Bailey guy just posted, or like twice on the PGA Tour. So this fits in perfect because Cameron Champ has 63 starts on the PGA Tour. He's won twice for 3.17%. He's yeah. technically in an all-world-class world win rate. <laughs> and yet I got a guy who just hates me. I don't even know why this guy hates me and tells yeah, me he yeah. hasn't won. Okay. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, that's what's so interesting if you don't look at the numbers properly, which offers, often often these articles just, it's easier to write, is Ricky the best player not to win a major? Because people instantly will relate to that. But interesting chat, guys. Enjoyed that. Really interesting. Um, I hope Ricky's win rate goes above 2%. And it does include a major personally, but I also wouldn't care if he doesn't because I just think he is a great player. Thanks for your time, both of you, as always. All right. Good chat. Thank you. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave any comments down in the reviews or leave a review telling us if you like the podcast and what you would like us to cover next in another episode. And um, we will speak to you all soon.